Today we're going to be looking in Luke. And as we go there, we're going to look at some things in the New Testament uh, where, that use the idea of peace. The translation from the, the Greek is translated peace. And I, I want to challenge you to just think that in terms of the Jews, in terms of the Hebrew, Hebrews, they would have, anytime they were using that term peace, they were in their minds conveying the, the term that they've always used. They were talking about shalom, which does include peace. It does include not being at war with somebody else. It does include tranquility and calmness, those things that we usually attribute to peace. But it's a little bit more than that because the root, as we talked about last week, the idea of shalom is rooted in completeness and wholeness. So we're going to consider that concept today, and we're going to be looking primarily at two passages, and they're both found in Luke chapter 1. And we're going to see that Jesus is the one who brings us peace. He is the one who brings us shalom. So go to, go to Luke chapter 1, and you'll see there in this, in this passage, the passage was read to us was all of Zechariah when he was filled with the Spirit. So Zechariah is going to have a son, and his name was going to be called John, and then John was going to be the predecessor to prepare the way for Jesus, the Messiah. So but in, when Zechariah starts prophesying as he's filled with this Holy Spirit, even before Jesus is born, Zechariah, at the birth of his own son, starts talking about Jesus and mentions also the significance of his son. And he is declaring that, that the Messiah has come, the long-awaited, the anointed one, the chosen one who is going to bring salvation and redeem the people. Uh, he is on his way, and John, his own son, is going to prepare the way. So that summarizes really verses uh, 67 through 77. And then we get to the verse that I want to talk about because it's going to mention peace here in a second. But look at verses 78 and 79. These verses say, Because of the tender mercy of our God, with which the sunrise from on high will visit us, to shine upon those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace, into the way of shalom. So the first of all, let's consider verse number 78. Because of, his, because of the tender mercy of our God. Now that's just a wonderful concept right there. Just consider the tender mercies of God our Father. He, he loves us so dearly, doesn't he? We don't deserve any of, what, any of the goodness that he does for us. But he is full of tender mercies, and we're just thankful for that today. So because of that tender mercy of our God that ex extends to us with which the sunrise from on high will visit us. The sunrise from on high. That idea of the sunrise on high, it takes us back to um, the passage that we had studied in January, and we go back to Malachi chapter 4. There were some of the very last words the very last sentences of the Old Testament scripture before God was silent for 400 years. 
in Malachi chapter 4, verse number 2. I hope you'll remember this. It says, But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its wings, and you will go forth and skip about like calves from the stall. And this is the reason, this particular verse is the reason that I went to and made it made me think of just this whole concept of shalom, this idea of peace and wholeness. When that calf is going forth, skipping from a stall, that's supposed to be us when we find Jesus. Probably better phrased as when he finds us and then we actually seek him. But that, that thought of that sun of righteousness will rise. And in, in that Luke passage, it said the sunrise, which the sunrise from on high will visit us. It's a reference back here to Malachi, the sunrise. The sunrise will rise, the, the, the sun of righteousness, excuse me, from Malachi 4 to the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings. He is, he's what we need. We need healed. We are broken. We are, you know, when we're, we're spiritually just, in pieces, we're sick, and he is the one who can heal us. He's the one who can make us whole. He is the one who can bring shalom to our lives. And it is connected with this vision and this picture and image of the sunrise. So I want to ask you to just think for a second. I've made it kind of easy for you um, who are viewing um, the video of this lesson, uh, because behind me I have a, a an image of a sunrise, actually uh, taken from Cancun by someone I know, and the it's also in the Proclaimer just to remind us. So you don't have to imagine too much, but when you when you are at a sunrise, when you're there witnessing. A, a scene like this, this, this sunrise, how does that make you feel? How, what are you thinking about? What are you experiencing when you have sat and watched the darkness fade away and the sun come up with its colors and its beauty and its hope that it brings as the darkness fades away and the light shines? And there is that source of light that extends forth. It's just a wonderful, you know, if, if you're going to think of any moment that kind of brings you peace and calm and a sense of well-being, like everything is okay, and a time when you can just sit and experience life and be one with God, it is, it's probably, one, a sunrise is one of those moments. We feel at ease. We feel at rest and calm. We feel at peace. We feel whole. Everything seems all right in the world when it is quiet and that sun rises. It also brings, uh, you know, as you, as you think about that sun rising, it also might um, bring for you a sense of, well, God is in control. Everything's going on. Everything's okay. And I wonder what God has in store for me the rest of the day. There is an anticipation of what God will do for you each day. 
that those are some of the thoughts that we have when when a sunrise comes it's filled with with hope and peacefulness we are filled with wholeness and wellness um and if you think about a contrast to that i would ask you to think about darkness how do you feel in the darkness um, I, re- I remember a time, I don't even remember where it was at, but I just remember the feeling, that sense that it gave me of, of this fear that I had when I had to be in a big in a big school and I had to turn off the lights in a gymnasium and then and it was just extremely dark before your eyes adjust and you want to get a, get the, the lights off and get out of there as quick as you can because the hallway had some light in it. Um, it was just an uneasy feeling. When the lights go out, when you're in darkness, you don't know what's there, what you could run into. There's a sense of danger. There's a sense of anxiety. Um, I've talked before about even running the back roads of Indiana in the darkness and just the sense of running by this one, one woods. And it was like, I felt it was almost like a sense of evil, but there was fear. And it's a total contrast with the sunrise. When the sun rises and eliminates the darkness, there's that calm, there's that sense of peacefulness, there's that sense of God is in control. And in the darkness, though, there's this sense of danger, there's a sense of anxiety, there's a sense of, well, what bad can happen? And so that brings us to the next verse, because Jesus is the one who brings the light, and he drives out the darkness. So back to Luke chapter 1. Verse number 79, it says, uh, and let me, let me read verse 78 with it again. Because of the tender mercy of our God, with which the sunrise from on high will visit us, to shine upon those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace, to guide our feet into the way of shalom. So we, we sang this, mor- this morning, um, the song before our communion. It was, at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. Do you hear that? That Jesus shining the light, he is the one who shines upon us, who sit in darkness. We sit in the shadow of death. We sit in that anxiety, that hopeless spot, and he comes up and rises as the sunrise, the sun of righteousness with healing in his wings. And what he is going to do, the purpose of his coming, the purpose of him shining the light is to guide our feet in the way of peace. He wants to give us hope. He wants to give us calm and quiet. He wants to give us that sense of wholeness and being right with God, that is what he came to do. And you think about that guiding part of it. And that's what he, the light does, it guides us. So Jesus is a guide. And a guide is always somebody, you don't get a guide if you know where you're going, right? Um, a guide takes us to places we can't find on our own. A guide will take us places where we, we couldn't go otherwise or teaches us something we wouldn't otherwise know. A guide is somebody we need to experience the fullness of what we seek. And Jesus is our guide. He is the one who guides us to wholeness 
and completeness to a peace and a beauty in our, in our lives of being one with God, being at peace with God. So Jesus is that, he's that sunrise. He's that calmness. He's everything that we need and everything we should want. And really what I think people seek in life is just to have that sense of, of well-being, like everything's okay. That's what we want in our lives. We sometimes will say, I just want to be happy. Well, here is the way to happiness, and it is through Jesus Christ. I want to skip over then to um, Luke chapter 2. I'm going to go ahead and read verses 8 through 20. Verse number 14 is where the word peace shows up again. And I'm going to ask you just to consider this passage um, along with this term of shalom and peace, the wholeness that we need in our lives. Um, and so this is, um, what is it, six months later, I, I think John was three months older, if I remember right, than, than Jesus. You can look there in the previous chapter and correct me if I'm wrong. But verse 8, it says, in the same region, so this is when Jesus is born, in the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. So here, instantly in the middle of the night, the darkness becomes light. That's a beautiful thing. And they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of joy, which will be for all people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. And the angels, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing which has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just has been as had been told them. So that angel came, and that angel said, you know, Glory to God in the highest. So there is a God. He is the great God. He is the wonderful God above all. Glory be to him. And on earth, peace, shalom, wholeness, wellness, healing has come. This completeness that we lack, it has arrived. And it is in Jesus Christ. 
the angels were declaring that the sun has risen with healing in his wings. The sun of righteousness has come up. Peace on earth. Shalom is here. Now, when those, when those shepherds, I'd, I'd venture to say that they had gone from fear when that angel first showed up, that terrible fear. Now they have gone to this wonderful sense of amazement and wonder and knowing that God has spoken to them. They are filled with completeness some wholeness. They are amazed and at, at awe of the fact that God has sent a message to them. And they can go see the, uh, the Messiah. So they're on their way, and they go. Notice verse number 16. It says, they came in a hurry and found the baby as he lay on their way, and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. Hasten to him. He is the one who brings peace. You want peace in your life? You want to be happy? You want to be able to be content no matter what goes on in the world? Even when it's storming outside or there's a threat of a storm, you got the sunrise coming up in your heart every day. Hasten to him. At the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. Hasten to him. And secondly, see him. When you come to him, you, you just see him. It's like you, it is, it is sunrise. you don't sunrise. You don't close your eyes for the, you know, to experience that. You've got to see it. You've got to see Jesus. You've got to open your eyes to him and see all of him and keep learning about him. See him. Verse 17, when they had seen this, they, they found him and they saw him. So see Jesus. Don't imagine you know who he is. Keep learning about him. Keep growing in him. Um, I don't, the, the idea of don't imagine that you know. Don't, don't think you know everything about him. Just keep learning. There's always more to see about Jesus. Keep looking to him. And then once you have seen him, once you have known him, then make him known. Verse 17 is where we start with this. This is an interesting phrase to me. It said, when they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. Now, it sounds to me like they're talking to Mary and Joseph. They found Mary and Joseph, baby in a manger. Here's, and they said, here's the reason we came. We heard, you know, angels announced this baby's birth. And verse 18 then says, and all who heard it. Somehow this is more than Mary and Joseph. I don't know if they're more at the um, at the uh, at the the manger scene here, the birth place, or if they're telling people. I I almost wonder if here it is the middle of the night maybe, and they're going through the town of Bethlehem while people sleep, and they're going through the streets and announcing the birth of the Savior. You know, after they have seen him, maybe they're just shouting it out. Maybe they're there all night. Maybe they didn't get there until the morning. I don't know what the time frame of it is, but I just hear them. It's more than just Mary and Joseph that they're telling what the angels had said. They are telling other people about their experience with the angel and then the multitude of the heavenly host. And then also they're telling people about their visit with the Christ child. They're telling everybody. 
And, you know, if you, there, there's somebody shared this photo with me. They wanted to share that with me. They experienced that. It was a time of peacefulness. It was a time of, of wonder and amazement. And they wanted to share it. We should make the one who is above all other things, we should make him known. Because people are searching for moments where they can feel at peace, where they can feel whole and happy. Everybody in life wants that. Every man, woman, child wants to be content, wants to be happy, wants to know that they are loved, their life has meaning and purpose. We've learned in recent months that, uh, that our health isn't guaranteed, that there are many threats uh, from viruses. There are many threats in the world around us in any way. Back in uh, 2001, we were realized that there were threats of terrorists, even in our own nation. There are all kinds of threats in life. We can't, we, we can't stop those things, but we can offer to people the peace that passes all understanding. We can offer people a wholeness and a peace, a shalom that they can't find in their government. They can't find in their jobs. They can't find in, you can't find shalom anywhere else. So just remember Jesus, he's that sunrise. He's the one who guides us to shalom. He's the one who brings us that wholeness in life. We need to hasten to him. We need to seek him. And then we need to make him known to others. I pray those thoughts are encouraging to you today and you can live like Jesus wants you to live in completeness and fullness with your life overflowing with wonderful blessings as you go out, go throughout this next week. Now, God bless you. Consider these things and go in peace and live with the peace of Christ. We want to encourage you to, uh, if you need to give your life to Christ, let us know today. Um, If you need the prayers of the church, let us know, and we're going to encourage you with this song.